Hey there! This is Victoria, which I'm sure you already know if you're listening to this. I just wanted to do a quick little intro before I start this actual podcast that I recorded with Haley and Jim. This podcast has been something that I've been thinking about doing for a really long time. I just never did it uh, because I was terrified. Uh, but I'm, you know, really giving it a shot. I'm excited to be able to share this with my friends and hopefully with other people that will listen and think that it's entertaining and funny. Um, the reason it's taken me so long to actually start this is because as I think most people are, I'm terrified of rejection and I think that it's so easy nowadays to say things online Uh, and so I'm really scared of that happening, but I also think it's really important to still try to do something, even if it scares you. Uh, one of my friends a long time ago told me that nothing grows in your comfort zone. That's probably a quote he stole from the internet somewhere, but I wholeheartedly agree with that. So here we are. And I do plan on talking about topics that are a little bit more important than the one that we talk about in today's podcast. Um, But I just really wanted a starting point to be something fun that was easy to talk to. You know, it was my first time kind of putting this together. And as you can tell by the sound, it's not the best, uh, but it's definitely a good starting point. And we can only learn and get better from here. Um, so this topic is regarding Comic-Con. It is, a, you know, a huge event that happens in San Diego every year, every July. Um, and so I thought who better to talk about it with me than Haley and Jim, who I went with to my very first Comic-Con, I believe five years ago, maybe four. And it's an experience that I have fallen completely in love with, uh, despite the crowds, despite the chaos that kind of ensues. It is amazing if you consider yourself a part of any kind of fandom. Uh, it's an experience that I can't really describe. It's amazing. Um, and so that is pretty much just what we're talking about today. It's going to be something kind of fun and light. Um, again, just kind of getting in the groove of how this whole thing is going to work. As you can tell, Haley is a little bit closer to the microphone, so it you can hear her more clearly than you can hear me and Jim. Uh, there's some background noise, but again, all things that we can work on fixing in the future. And then moving forward, um, I really want to get into more, you know, topics that I think maybe I don't have the most experience or knowledge of. I think that's really the point of this podcast for me is to meet with my friends who I think have that knowledge on topics or issues that I don't have and to really see where their perspective is coming from and to see if we can maybe not change each other's opinions. I That's never going to be my purpose, but to just have a better understanding of the different sides. Um, I think that gaining a new perspective is just how we're going to continue to grow and continue to expand our knowledge on everything that's going on in the world. You know, there's so much that's going on. It's really impossible to 
keep up with everything. And so I want to create a space where I can talk about certain issues with my friends and really just get a better understanding of everything and just gain a fresh perspective. And with that being said, I'm going to start the nerdiest hour-long conversation I'm sure you've ever heard, but which is actually a regular occurrence for us. So enjoy. Thanks for listening. Um, I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the near future. Uh, So I just wanted to get into it and first ask, do you guys consider yourselves, I know Jim's answer is yes, (laughs) but do you guys consider yourselves to be nerds? Of course. Um, I... Nerd by association. <laughs> We're definitely being nerd over to ourselves. Yeah. I think so. What do you guys think like makes someone a nerd in 2019? Because I kind of feel like if you're part of any fandom, people associate that with being a nerd. Mm. And I kind of feel like that's why Comic-Con is as big as it is these days. Comic-Con is very nerdy now mm-hmm. but it did start out with just being about like getting hard to find comics um, getting artists that you know that do all your comic books to sign your stuff to yeah. create you know priceless art that's personalized to you from those artists mm-hmm. um, but now it's become a pop culture phenomenon so yeah, it's become more of being a comic book and nerd to being a pop culture nerd. Yeah. So now it's more about TV shows, media, uh, action figures, Funko Pops, yeah. like all of that Comic-Con exclusive stuff that people rush to the floor just to buy. But is a pop culture nerd a nerd nerd or are they a pop culture nerd? You know what I mean? I think that social media has and the ability to stream everything in these like huge cult following TV shows like Game of Thrones and mm-hmm anything else like those like does it do does liking those and becoming a diehard fan of those make you a nerd they or do you, are you just more like you no know, strictly yeah, I mean they make you into fantasy medieval you know worlds that are not your this own or, yeah. mm-hmm. but I mean people still follow shows from decades ago yeah I mean look at how much Buffy stuff you got I mean I watch I rewatch Buffy every year (laughs) on the floor this year there was a huge wall that was just one booth and it was uh, all brown coats What's brown coat? It's from Firefly. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like Firefly is another one. And that's still something. Battlestar that's still Galactica, running. like all of these shows that like people well, are still just diehards of. We saw a booth that was like for Whedon Con, like oh, yeah. his own convention yeah, for just John. shows and like <laughs> ideas he's this. created, and that was crazy to me because you know he's just been around forever. Um, but yeah, the one thing I know when we were on the floor, Haley mentioned we were walking through like the artist alley, and you were like, "No one's even over, over here. here." Like it's yeah. like the most empty part of the whole floor, and it's because people are there, like rushing to see celebrities, wanting them to sign stuff, wanting to buy all these things. Yeah, that, well, like, that's like, that's a whole other, you know, facet of Comic Con. It's like you have the artist alley, um, all of the the reviews where they review their port- the portfolio reviews mm-hmm. um, and then you have the people who are actually selling comics there and if you go to those three spots maybe not the portfolio reviews but definitely Artist Alley and where they're selling comics like those are usually the 
dead, like the most dead there on the floor. You know what I mean? It's where you can actually walk. Yeah. Uh, everywhere else, people just want to buy stuff, and they're yeah. just trying to buy exclusives, well, con ex- exclusives. The thing about the artist alley now, though, is it's because Comic Con has become so big, and the nerd whatever is generation has become so apt to go after those writers and pencilers and comic book creators and everything they've become stars of their own own so like when i went i saw greg capullo on the floor mm-hmm. capullo or whatever you said that? and he does spawn comics okay and then todd mcfarland had his own thing at the image booth but it was huge it was packed people were crowding it yeah same thing with brian michael bendis and everybody at dc like people jam around those people so all the artist alley is now is like a lot of unknowns yeah, yeah. Lesser known. Mm-hmm. like years ago when I went I remember uh, when Flash Rebirth came out I got to see like those comic like creators artists and, and artists yeah. and and like I had him draw me like a Flash thing and sign it for me and I was like blown away Yeah. but now when you go over there it's hard to like point out like a specific person because a lot of those writers and creators are for like comic books that you've probably never heard of mm-hmm. because they're not mainstream anymore. Yeah, and there was a thing, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there's like a 14 year old or teenager oh, yeah, that's that a comic book artist and he's been like mm-hmm. creating his own comic at like eight. That's mm-hmm. crazy, but he, the only he's like Ross from Friends. He's so young. Science boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw a friend reference in here, come on. Uh, that won't be the last time. <laughs> uh, so you talked about going to like a Comic Con a lot of like a few years ago, but what was the first Comic Con you ever went to? How old were you? Who did you go? We were in? trying to remember this. Like, what made it special yeah. for you? Um, I think the first Comic Con I went to was in two thousand six, because I just moved back here from Japan, and. And I got stationed here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, this Comic-Con thing, like I really need to go to it. And I remember getting my dad to come here from New York and everything. And I spent literally $400 <laughs> on comic books. That's insane. Not action figures and Dragon Ball Z stuff and My Hero Academia and all that. Stuff that you got this year. We only spent $300 on this year. But it was just, it was pure comic books. It was looking for that issue 14, that uh, limited edition Spawn cover that I was missing from back then, or some crossover foil X-Men version of, you know, it was all like those comic book creators used to have all that. And I specifically remember that I used to order comics all the time online from this place called Mile High Comics. And it was like... It was like the best comic book shop there. And they used to have Luke Ferrigno every year there, like doing autographs and stuff. And it was, God, it's been a couple of years now, but they've completely left Comic-Con because they said money's not in comics anymore. Well, they they were in that Comic-Con documentary, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. so there's this documentary. I, I want to say it's on Netflix, who knows? Um, and, yeah, they literally talk about, like, the cycle uh, that they've went through as a comic retailer getting a booth at comic-con every year and like why they're not there anymore it was was interesting follows like different stories but mile high comics was one of the stories uh but my first comic-con was 2013 i was 21 
Um, I didn't know what the heck I was getting myself into. <laughs> uh, me and Jim had been together for like a little over a year, and he's like, and he went to it the year before while I was in Italy, so I really wanted to go this year. And I think I only went down for maybe two days. I think I only went Saturday and Sunday. And I like walked the floor and I went to the arrow panel because I remember I was still, I was already obsessed with arrow. Um, arrow had came out, I think, that year, year or year, the year yeah. before that. And um, we got blacked out drunk at an open bar party that we went to <laughs> where I met Walt, Walt Jr. from Breaking Bad and the guy from the new MacGyver in X-Men First Class. Um, that, yeah, that was, so mine is very different than his first. Back in the day when Comic-Con parties could be RSVP'd by almost yeah, anybody. And you can just like go and it's all like open bar and food and stuff. It was a Game of Thrones themed Yeah, it was one. Game of Thrones. And it was yeah. like, I we set friends that oh, could like yeah. hook us up and go to these parties that were mm-hmm. in the press or magazines or, yeah. but now starting this year especially it was really bad the comic-con parties are no longer like rsvp or go-to they're like at least 50 to 100 to 300 dollars just to get a pass to go into those parties mm-hmm. yeah. and then the actors that are there are only there for quick appearances so it's not really the same atmosphere that you were used well, to last year we ago. got into the nerdist party but literally even nerdist it was all it's just youtubers like that that's a whole other thing too you know what i mean like these are famous people i'm using air finger quotes you know but they were all youtubers yeah. and so it's just a to- it's it's totally different than it was even six years ago you did get to see the uh, because science guy yeah i don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, see? Like, because like science and then da- the, the ma- man cave what is it called oh yeah dan cave dan cave yeah <laughs> Yeah, one thing that I feel like is really missing, just like experience-wise, is the fandom awards. Like oh, that's yeah. one thing that the two years in a row that we went and they it's were so having much it, fun. it was so much fun, and like it just is something to do outside of the convention. But it's still for bad people with badges only, mm-hmm. unless they bought tickets for like the concert part. Exactly. But it was just like so. Like that was one of the like very first things that we did. That I was like, this is like so fun and it was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. But they just don't do stuff like that anymore. And I think that's what's frustrating. They well, they all yeah. of the stuff at Petco and stuff. Well, we've talked about this a lot this year. Is all everything outside of the convention center? It's like yeah, it's great that they're doing these things at anyone can go to without badges but then for all of us who have badges who maybe don't want to sit in panels all day for all four days or don't want to walk the floor for all four days or don't have a portfolio review or don't want to go to autograph signing like these things like we also want to do the stuff that's outside do all the experiences and you know what I mean see all the new shows that are coming out and and not being able to do that because you're having to fight for people who literally aren't paying a dime for it is frustrating especially since all the panels are now like you have to wait overnight exactly to get into them unless you have a press pass or special way to get in. Hey, we got into the panels that we needed to. You just didn't get into Star Trek. Yeah. (laughs) But I think a lot of uh, companies are starting to weigh the cost of Comic-Con now, especially because of how popular it's gotten and because of how hard it is to move around there and what the money that they would have to throw down on it. Like, think about it. Years ago, they used to have, like, the Xbox Lounge. Yeah. They used to have stuff that the Cartoon Network used to be at the Children's Museum every year. And then they would always have the parties in the Omnia and the yeah. Marriott. And yeah. Now it's like, so it's FX, Adult Swim, Amazon. And then I just feel like 
more so than ever, it's just promoting new things that are coming out rather than like celebrating the the fandoms that already exist, yeah. especially for outside the con. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine was there this year, which that seemed cool, but there was no way we would ever even been able to get to it. People were waiting in line for four to six hours to just yeah. get to that, you know. So it's just I don't know. It's kind of a shit show. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's almost kind of seems worth it to go to smaller conventions mm-hmm. because from like what people say when they go to like even if it's just WonderCon, which is yeah. up in Anaheim, like my coworker went and he got to do everything he wanted. And yeah, he was like there was no crazy waits and lines and everything like that. So it's just kind of that's what sucks is that it's the international one, so there's people from all over, yeah. but that makes it even harder. I know it kind of makes me wonder. It's like. I, because I've never been to any other convention besides Comic-Con, what is the appeal of Comic-Con to everyone else to make it so popular? It's you know what I mean? literally all the exclusives and toys yeah. and stuff now. Because all those lines overtake the floor. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, are you in this line? Oh, no, the line wraps around the wall, goes down. <laughs> I just feet. wanted to play the SpongeBob game, and I couldn't play the SpongeBob game all freaking weekend. No, and I just wanted to take a picture in the Star, Star Trek thing. Oh, yeah, and you couldn't but do they that. they were like, oh, yeah, the line's down around the corner. It goes down the hall into the emergency At exit. At least you area. already have a Star Trek picture from your Star Trek convention that you went to with your in dad. Vegas, yeah. yeah. Which now, is that's a next-level nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's not even a thing anymore. I know. It got too overwhelming and expensive. Now they do the Star Trek cruises, though, which are ridiculous. <laughs> but, Star uh, Trek. <laughs> Could you imagine a Star Trek cruise? Um, no. I totally want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's wearing their Starfleet outfits or whatever. <laughs> but uh, another thing about this year that's that's gotten like so crazy is the fact that this, this year especially is that I feel like every show that was in a panel this year and people were waiting for so long for, it was because so many series were ending this year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Supernatural, Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones like recap essentially. Fairly. They got booed. They got booed. I saw that. I, that. <laughs> that, I love it so much. Get. It is one hundred percent. I don't even watch it, but I'm happy that they got booed. Like, I didn't hate the final season, mm-hmm. but I like they for sure deserved it. Like, <laughs> the majority of the people hated it. What else was ending? What did they say in the Supernatural panel? They're like, we're going to be just as good as the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody's like, boo. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, if you're booing me right now, yeah. I know that you enjoyed my show because you watched it. <laughs> Oh. Um, okay, well, we've talked a lot about the negative. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Wait, this is not a bitch fest. Sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about, like, the top three moments from this year. Mm, Arrow panel, Supergirl panel, and Supernatural panel. Those three. I cried in almost every panel this year, which that was a first. Yeah, the Supernatural farewell was definitely emotional. Oh, I forgot about Riverdale. I cried in Riverdale, too. That one was really good. I don't know. <laughs> any of the panels. Can I just group the, that into one? Because they gave the memorial for Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. Oh, yeah. my God. That was so sad. I was sad. crying that was like so bad. the minute they started. Yeah. I was just like, well, this is my life. <laughs> I mean, my brother's gotten me really into anime, so I went to the My Hero Academia panel, the Dragon Ball panel mm-hmm. and those are great because I love Christopher Sabah he's the voice of a ton of characters in those shows and every time I see him I nerd out and every time he talks as his characters I nerd out and yeah and they always make people yell in groups 
like the characters yeah. and you they send us videos of it that we do not understand. <laughs> but also I thought the I thought the adult swim thing on the green still was really cool this year and we getting mm-hmm. getting to see uh, Rick and Morty do a live reading mm-hmm. out oh, on the green. That was, that was pretty cool. And they always do it like where it's like a storyboard, it's not even like mm-hmm. a finished episode. And the whole cast is there doing it, and I got shot in the face with a t-shirt cannon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He wore that shirt to the gym today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I definitely think, although I haven't watched the last probably two seasons, one and a half seasons of Arrow, that whole thing was super emotional. Yeah. But I think it is so emotional because, like, the panels, like, we were trying to explain to Adrian why the panels are even a thing. Yeah.
And then I also really enjoyed, I feel like we took a lot of really good pictures this year. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, we, like they were really annoying to take, for the most part. <laughs> like, the waiting in the lines, and then the positioning our gift, yeah. we did not know they were taking. <laughs> hey, that lighting was yeah. bomb lighting. Fresh photos with the bomb lighting. Yeah, the floor has become <laughs> such an experience. Yeah. When you first started going to Comic-Con, it was just like, comic booth, comic booth, comic booth. Now, now you like, go yeah. on the floor to see how extravagant all these booths will be. Yeah. Like, uh, one year they did, like, a maze that you could walk through one of the booths. No. Do you remember the VR thing for Teen Wolf? I don't. Oh, I never yeah. did it because the line was, was open. Oh, so that was we were, like, that was pretty cool. Going through the underground tunnel. Oh thing. no, I had the library. That, oh yeah, that's what I was. There's different. like four different ones. Yeah. Then they did like a Professor Xavier one. There's there, there's been a couple of VR things. Um, oh my gosh, that was nice. I know. <laughs> R.I.P. Teen Wolf. But this year, like they never seen had, it. <laughs> this year they even have like a karaoke booth for Stephen. Oh, no one asked for that. <laughs> no one asked for that. No one wanted it. Uh-uh. It was the same song every time we walked by. It was like my punishment in my own. No, they—that's the old. They only karaoke the Steven Universe theme song. That's it. No, they, they had, had options. They had options. Well, that's the only one I ever heard, and we walked by it seven thousand times. But the funniest thing is they would dull the people's mics that were actually trying to sing. And then the backup cast, like, crew yeah. of the movie Words all, was helping them were, like, sing. singing along, and you could only it hear, like, their awful. voice. I just felt bad for that Marvel TV auction booth. <laughs> that was right next. That was right next to them that we kept on going to get free pins, because I'm like, this is a form of torture, just listening to the same song every day, all day. Oh, it was God. It was good, though. It was, it was pretty funny. That was pretty awful. <laughs> I just can't. That was really bad. But it was the 50th anniversary year. And again, oh, that's why that was like a Steven Universe. So that's why it was so packed again, too. But It's packed every year. It just keeps getting busier and busier and busier. Yeah, and they keep trying to do new stuff with, like, the badges going in and out of the doors and lining up people a certain way and bringing people down into Seaport Village and to the hotels and lines. And they're getting better. better. I think that San Diego manages as best as it can. Yeah, I agree. I don't really I know think, what they could do to make it to improve. And I don't know what other city could handle it. Yeah. Like... Well, I think they said they're keeping it now until 2022. Yeah, something like that. I think Vegas would be the like the only one, and even yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, but I heard people talking about that, too, in Vegas. It's like, yes, they have the bigger convention centers, but they don't... It would be impossible for it to go into the other hotels around it, yeah. Because of how many events they always have going on and mm-hmm. yeah. stuff like that. So. Well, they don't have the infrastructure for like an extra hundred, two hundred thousand people. Who, little, yeah. Because they're they already have so many people coming in day and night. Exactly. Like, so. My favorite was when we went to uh, the bar bootleggers af- afterwards, and I guess people were like, "Why are there so many people in San Diego?" Like tourists coming to San Diego who didn't realize like what time of year it was I'm like so do your research when they're booking their trip they just assume that's how expensive it is year <laughs> yes. round to come here like, I have no idea but people are just they're funny they're interesting cosplayers uh, were definitely on point this year oh that's a oh, good that's topic my next yeah. question oh nice Look what's the a cosplay you would do if you had the time to create it oh like any of them anything like Oh. I always wanted to be Harvey Birdman. Or 
What's Rocketeer. Oh, or the Rocketeer. I don't know. Birdman. Harvey Birdman I, and the talking. Galaxy Trio was an old uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon, and we had this conversation about Hanna-Barbera. We know who Hanna-Barbera is now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, the welcome. Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the only one I own. The, the Cowardly Dog. Oh, Courage Cowardly Dog. Did you do that? That is not. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. I thought it was. Nope. I that was a much newer cartoon. He showed me a picture. There was a dog. Oh. Is that no. Dastardly Mutt? Or, um, what's his name? You just made that up. That is definitely not made up. <laughs> Jim just makes up words. There's a lot of, there's a lot of old ones, like, uh... Anyways, Harvey Birdman. Yeah, so Harvey Birdman, there was a, a remake on it on, like, Adult Swim years ago that was called Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, mm-hmm. where he's, like, wearing his bird wings, but he has, like, a suit on and uh, his mask, and he's, like, a talk show host. But, I mean, like... If you really just want to wear a suit and wings, you could go as Castiel, you could oh, go as yeah. Lucifer, you could go as so many other ones. I know, but that one just seems like off the wall that no one would really realize it. I don't know. Why yes, would I would choose? love an amazing Rocketeer costume. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, I still think we should do Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen would be really awesome, but we have to be like in a latex suit. Yeah, so three hours. years. Just give me three years <laughs> of going to the gym regularly and working out, you know? <laughs> Um, so I think we would just do like a spider verse <laughs> Drax. <laughs> I still. Why are you obsessed with Drax? Because he's hilarious. He is hilarious, but and it's he's adorable. So weird. And me. it would be so funny to be shirtless and bald <laughs> as a woman. Like I I'm just curious. It'd be really cool to do one like that involved like a lot of makeup. Yeah. Like, that you'd have to actually do, like, maybe prosthetic makeup for. Yeah. Like, an OG, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, vampire. Like, that would be really cool. That would be cool. Um, I don't know, because there's just so many different options. Like, there's easy ones that's, mm-hmm. like, new current pop culture. Like, we, Riverdale. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to go Betty to Shazam Broadway. a couple of years ago before everyone knew, knew who Shazam, Shazam was. And that would yeah. be awesome, but, but now, now it's, it's like, too overdone, and everybody yeah. just be like, oh, Shazam. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Oh, Shazam. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to understand that. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't even. Our argument about if Abu, Abu, yeah, Abu talks in Aladdin. In the new, or any version in of Aladdin. In any version of Aladdin. Aladdin. I, we said he doesn't talk at all in the new live action. And I was like, but he doesn't even talk in the cartoon, which Jim completely opposed to that and then gave us what what does he do Beth? <laughs> as he takes a bow and yeah. spills the apples and then I found that gif of and it. all the jewels that he yeah. steals from all the people in the marketplace and then what's the other one <laughs> you <Yeah. a> girl <laughs> One of the funniest moments of my life. It was, it was pretty freaking hilarious. I was hilarious. not expecting it at all. I'm also not opposed to cosplaying as the Scooby Gang. Oh yeah, you really want to do that. I really, I don't know why. You've been wanting to do that for like at least two years. I think it'd be really cool. It'd be adorable. It's not very common anymore. Yeah. Um, what is, out of every panel you've ever seen, your favorite panel? Of all time? Of all time. Like, one specific or one show? It could be either. Either or, okay. Um, I have to go with my first Doctor Who panel. That was after, it was because we had binged all of it. I was wholeheartedly in love with Matt Smith at this point. 
and it was my first Comic-Con, and it was... I had never seen... It, we sat through Breaking Bad, Supernatural, or Supernatural, Breaking Bad, and then Doctor Who, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Those three. And those three different... I also had to sit through Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> that was not fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two people I could not think of that would be less inclined. Right? <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. It was very interesting, like, to just... <laughs> the aesthetic of the room you know no but it was pretty awesome because that was my first supernatural panel which just i was like oh my god now i have to watch the show my first uh, that was breaking bad's final season panel and that's when i started watching that show because i was in that panel and then it was like doctor who which is what i was the only panel that i knew that i that we were going to and i was super excited for it and had all of my favorite characters there uh well peter capaldi was there it wasn't it wasn't matt smith but it was great. I loved it so much. And it was in Hall H, so it was like your your first Hall H experience, I think, is just mm-hmm. something that you don't forget. I don't know. I'm going to say the stupidest panel ever, and oh, you guys gosh. are going to judge me on this. Of course. So last year... My Little Pony. No, I'm kidding. We did sit through I did. I have to sit through that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so last year at Comic-Con, I was really excited for someone that was going to be there. And I went to the panel for a show that he was voicing, and that was the DuckTales panel. (laughs) Because of David Tennant? Because David Tennant was there, because he's the voice of Scrooge McDuck. And I swear to God, like, nobody, like, was asking questions about DuckTales or anything. I mean, they gave us a lot of stuff for the show, Mm -hmm. and they introduced all the old characters, like, uh... No one um, knows them. (laughs) <laughs> What's his name? Darkwing Duck and all the characters that are like coming back in Gizmo Duck and stuff that people loved from the Disney Afternoon back in the day. You know, cause I'm and everyone was only know. asking uh, David Tennant questions. I only know these characters because Jim talks about them, so they could fully be made up. Yeah, I know Darkwing Duck and I know Scrooge McDuck, and but, but it was great. And Huey, Dewey, and Louie. David Tennant is like so charismatic, and I've never gotten to see him like in person before so just that experience of David Tennant it mm-hmm. could have been any panel that he was in and I would still say it was like why are you so obsessed with him David Tennant is amazing <laughs> and he's my doctor I will say he is also my doctor but I haven't watched Matt Smith enough to Matt fall in love with Matt Smith because Matt Smith isn't this yeah. mm-hmm. and I am converted to liking David Tennant even though I think he's really good at playing bad characters, so I don't like him. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite panel of all time? It's really, it's like a toss between, I would probably say, Supernatural, mm-hmm. because it's such a good show, and the, those, guys, those yeah. guys are just so, like, they're such good friends, and it carries over I into know. that. It just makes you feel good being Yeah. There. Yeah. But also, like, my very first panel I ever attended was Table. Yeah. And, like, that will forever be ingrained. You fangirled so hard. <laughs> Just remember, Dylan O'Brien, Dylan O'Brien, Dylan O'Brien. Kidding me? Dylan O'Brien and Tyler Posey, like, game over. They're there. And I then we'll wait. That was the year of the Phantom Awards when Tyler Poggi was drunk AF yeah. at the Phantom Awards. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but the, su- talking about Supernatural again, they give stuff out every year at their yeah. panels. But the one year that they gave away those uh, little candle things, 
uh, that like the little layers, and everybody's in the audience oh, like holding yeah, them yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, we didn't get one. They were taking pictures of it and everything. That was a cool experience because they were like, they were like, oh yeah, everybody hold up your torches and like. Yeah. Well, this year the freaking car. Yeah. Oh yeah, they gave away the Impala from the show. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty freaking crazy. To a woman in a wheelchair. <laughs> what I I have questions. Like I'm sure she hopefully has family that hey, can. Or they can modify it. She loved the show enough to get up in that line to ask those questions. Yeah. So yeah. No, she's she a diehard. Yeah. yeah if it Anyone goes to a diehard fan, it goes to somebody deserving. Exactly. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, I thought, like, and I think you, I heard you say something, because they gave us the little, like, toy versions yeah. that it was going to be, like, everybody and has, like, a number, and I was like, we have a chance. That would have been amazing. <laughs> no, I, I just liked how after they announced that they were giving it away, and then someone won it, and then uh, Jed Sinaco goes, you guys can't see this right now, but I've never seen this many shocked faces <laughs> in one room, because we're all, like, just staring with our mouths wide open. That was crazy. It was amazing, though. It's just, it's just them though that's that that's yeah. that show you especially know especially because like nobody else does what they do yeah like uh what's his name misha collins yeah he went out to the line again in hall h in the morning yeah and, and giving, giving out, out cookies, cookies to everyone and then but like he, he always runs through and gives everybody like water and snacks yeah and, and then we got to see the cast looking down at us from the top like crying and that crying one guy kept asking to be spit on yeah yeah that i was like please don't ruin this moment <laughs> you're like Dude, shut up. <laughs> we don't Wait, you're weird. No. <laughs> yeah, and I think Some that's... people ruin Comic-Con a little bit. Ugh, it happens. Totally do. Like all the people that argue in the lines about how long it's taking. <laughs> that's to the Karen. Like, get out of the line. <laughs> that was the funniest like, thing ever. It's this way they're all like, the time. They're like, like why do they just this? keep hurting us around like cattle in this line? We just keep moving in this line. I'm like, <laughs> that's not what you complain about. <laughs> that's how you get in. <laughs> so if this is how moving, the line works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I'm gonna miss being able to see them. Yeah, like, every year. Like, it's weird to think that they're not gonna be there next year. Yeah. What am I gonna do Sunday morning? I was really sad that we almost didn't get in. Yeah, I'm really glad that you literally ran half the convention floor in order to get there. Yeah, as soon as those two like big groups ahead of us got out of line, I was like, we're gonna get in. Like, it's pretty. And then they had started so late that we didn't miss any of it besides the blooper reel that's always posted online afterwards. So yeah. it was great. That's that's another thing about Comic Con though that's become so annoying about Comic Con is that you think you're getting all this exclusive stuff that no one's gonna see for a while, and then. Sometimes it's posted online before you even, even get, get into that panel. panel. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, wait, so the world's already seen all this stuff that we've been waiting in line for? Well, like how we knew that What's-His-Face is coming back as a Superman, Brennan Routh, yeah. as Superman. Like, that what we knew before they announced it in the panel. We saw it on Facebook yeah. while we were late waiting in line for another panel. Yeah. yeah. And then before we even went into the panel for freaking uh, Arrow and... All the CW shows. Tom Welling coming back too. Yeah, they announced that afterwards. I'm like, why didn't they announce that at the panel then? You know, that would have been really cool. Yeah, and then he kind of came out. I love Tom. Welling. They're trying to get Henry Cavill to also come in. Oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. That's definitely not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but it'll be so amazing. Be a dream. Yeah. But now they say they also want to bring in Titans. That new oh, the DC, new DC show. Uh, universe yeah. show that DC Universe Network is weird i want to watch the harley new harley quinn cartoon that's going to be on it though i think it'll it's be just good. because it's very dark and gory and, gory and, and it's 
very rated M for mature. Yeah. yeah. But it's so funny because it looks like the production quality of those shows is still less than major networks. But of course, it's not on a major network where it can get ratings and everything like that. It's on a streaming service, but the new Star Trek Discovery show is on a streaming service, and that show is... Well, that's CBS, though, right? Amazing, yeah. It's different. CBS has its own streaming? Yeah, CBS All Access. Oh, but that... You have to pay for that? Yeah. 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 Or like Even if cable. you have cable, yeah. oh, you still, still have, have to, to pay, pay extra for it. Yeah. For it. Yeah. It's whack. Wickety whack. Well, and like all... The new Disney streaming all the, one. Yeah, yeah, all the things that they pretty much announced at the Marvel panel besides Thor and just the, like, the movies. Black Widow and that yeah. there's going to be Black Panther 2 and everything like that. That, um... The new shows. All the show, Like, all, yeah. it was all just for their own streaming, which mm-hmm. I feel like... And just like on Netflix and make our lives easier. Yeah, but because you know it's owned by Disney, it'll all still be spectacular anyways. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm still super excited. Yeah, and we're going to watch it, and we're going to pay for whatever it costs, yeah. because we're going to have to. You guys want to go in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, thing, the thing that people are, like, amazed at is that these are going to be shows on their Disney streaming service or whatever, but it's still all the original actors. Yeah, yeah. that is really cool. Be like, um, Vision and... Scarlet Witch getting their like yeah. and they're keeping those actors like I was like okay well that's good well, like Tom like, Hillson doing the Loki one yeah it's not like the, the Marvel Netflix ones yeah. now that what's his name got picked to do Blade who was in Luke, Luke Cage, Cage. Yeah. yeah now they've like gone online and said oh well the Marvel Universe from Netflix is not canon yeah and it's not in part the of storyline yeah. it's not part of the MCU yeah so then you're like then why did we invest so much time in all those characters? <laughs> yeah. But they were good. Those were shows were good. Well, yeah, they were all right. Everybody wanted to see, like, Brian Cox come back as Daredevil in an MCU yeah. movie. Yeah, because, well, I think that the casting for Daredevil and Jessica Jones was spot on. And even Iron Fist, I really liked the guy that played Iron Fist. So, and my thing is, is I mean, Luke Cage, I was never a Luke Cage fan, but I thought he did a great job, too. I'm just like... I feel like if they've already done a great job with it, might as well keep it. If there's, like, mixed feelings about it, then maybe not. I don't know, though. Some of the storylines did get really off base from the comics, though. But, you know, you can't tell years and years and years of storyline in the comics in a couple of episodes. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. Oh. I had a train of thought, and then I lost it, so. I'm sorry. I don't really know. Um... How tired is everyone after comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, so for someone, I mean, we had a friend go for the very first time, which not recommended. Yeah, zero out of ten would recommend. <laughs> I love you, Adrian, but no. <laughs> but what would your advice be for someone who's going for the first time, like today or like now versus like ten years ago when it wasn't as crazy, mm. I guess you could say? Look up the schedule on the app. The very confusing. The very yeah, figure it out somehow, but do that. Um, Write down like the things that are most important to you to see when it comes to panels and things that are actually time slots, and make sure that you go to those and then spend the rest of the time on the floor and outside. If you want to do wait for everything. Yeah, if you want to do something on the floor or outside Thursday or Friday is your day to do it. Don't try to do it Saturday or Sunday. That's that's my advice. And also just enjoy it. People watch. Look yeah. at all the cosplayers. Take pictures of the cosplayers. Take pictures with cosplayers. Like, 
really like just soak it all in. And that's one of my favorite things about going out at night after Comic Con is like, man, watching everybody on the streets and the bars and costumes and looking for actors and trying to run into people. Like, how many people did we see walk by that we were like, famous, famous, I know you, you're in that. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're in, but I know you're famous. Yeah. So it's usually me. I'm yeah. like, oh, I know that guy's from uh, Prometheus. <laughs> well, it's like you've ran into Kevin Smith how many times? During oh, yeah, every almost year. every Comic-Con. Oh, that was going to be my thing that I brought up. I so with Kevin Smith talking about, like, releasing stuff at the same time, if not even before panels, like... He did that, yeah. and I was like, well, that's kind of annoying because I've already seen the trailer before your panel even starts, but yeah. then he brought in, like, extra footage that was just, like, for that panel only. Agreed. Which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was also a highlight because I feel like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is, like, an all-time classic, like, yeah. just It's going to be hilarious, and I, honestly, hearing Kevin Smith, like, him talk about, like, his relationship with Ben Affleck and, like, yeah. that whole story, I mean, he's the worst person to answer any question because he literally talks for 25 minutes before he answers your question. Yeah. Remember when he looked over at him and he's like, wait, what was I originally <laughs> answering the question? And, the, and then Jay's like, and this is, and he's like, oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but man, I love listening to him talk. He's just like, he's also a very charismatic person. Yeah, he is. He is. And he knows what he's talking about for the most part. Like, I don't feel like he's bullshitting us while he's standing up there talking about, like, his life experiences. Like, yeah. I think he's just genuinely a creator and wants to keep creating stuff that, like, makes people happy. Well, and that's, so that's another, like, why do you go to panels question, mm-hmm. too, is, like, seeing, like, him, hearing those stories that you don't really, he doesn't even really talk about on his podcast. Yeah. And also, hear, like, seeing his relationship with his daughter, was really adorable yeah the kid you know what I mean and and hearing those like little anecdotes from when they were you know filming together and he was feeding her lines and pissed her off and then he realized like she knows what she's doing and I don't know things like that like that's that's why you go to panels is to just get that glimpse into these people that seem so out of you know like out of touch or you know not even human I feel like most people don't humanize reality TV stars even or no famous people but when they're sitting there in the same room with you telling you a story like anyone would you're like oh they're just a person yeah totally and I'm really excited for that movie it does look really freaking funny Val Kilmer was a shit. He's so old and so fat. Poor Val Kilmer. Because we were just talking about him about Top Gun. Uh, I know. And I know you were like, or who's someone else? I don't know. Is Val Kilmer in it? I'm like, no, he's old and fat now. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually a really big surprise that I wasn't anticipating was Tom Cruise being at Comic-Con. I know, that's weird. And it was just like a blip. Like, yeah. no one really cared, but I feel like we should have cared more. Well, but there, he's been in San Diego. Top Gun panel? I don't and he's know. showed up at the... It was a different panel, and he just, like, walked out on stage. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know, but I mean, I think that San Diegans, as San Diegans, I feel like it's like... Okay, Tom Cruise is in San Diego. You know, he was just here filming Top Gun 2. How do we know it stuff, wasn't so. that Tom Cruise look like that always walks around San Diego? Yeah, <laughs> that guy looks just like him. But you, it's so weird because your brain's like, you're Tom Cruise, but you're not Tom Cruise. <laughs> so strange. I've never seen him before. I've heard oh about gosh. him, but I'll I've show never you a picture. Yeah, seen one him. of our friends was like, ran into Tom Cruise today. And then, like, everybody Everyone's on Instagram like, <laughs> after that was like, nah, 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 girl, sorry. <laughs> 
it's that Tom Cruise lookalike that always walks around San Diego. Here's his Instagram account or whatever. Like. Well, we met uh, Kel from Good Burger. That guy. He did not break character. That was, like, he was amazing. You asked him, like, where are you, like, what are you, I forget what you even asked him, but he was just like, I'm working at Good Burger. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, okay, like, that's, you're actually Kel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. knowledge of the, sh- of the movie or whatever, down. Yeah. Like, he even had the orange soda in his backpack. Yep. Like he would, and his like mannerisms. Yeah. Everything about him. So was, good. I follow him on Instagram now. That's so. why I'm always like, man, if we ever cosplay somebody, we're, I like want to go like a hundred percent. You're gonna yeah. go method. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I was like, if I do like a Dragon Ball Z character, I just be screaming the whole time. Like, Please don't. <laughs> no. No Please one. Wants that. Yeah. No one's asking for that. No. <laughs> I'm sure all gonna love it when you see it. Who do you have in are the Calls right now what costume is Timmy's but Vegeta oh yeah you have Vegeta in there Vegeta. remember the hair god that wig yeah. oh wasn't he that for Halloween yeah and we had given him a hairspray that wig I was... remember that what a nerd <laughs> <laughs> good times good times um okay and then my last question is what show or movie are you most excited to watch this upcoming season after <sighs> I'm excited for the last season of Arrow. I know I sound like a broken record, um, but I am. And then also Riverdale looks really good this season because I was like kind of fell off the wagon once when Luke Perry passed away because I was like really scared about how they were going to handle his death. So mm-hmm. um, they like reassured me. So now I'm like excited for the new season to come back. I'm very, very happy for that. As far as movies go, I don't know. I'm not a movie person. We all know this. I'm a show person. <laughs> um, I'm definitely excited about the whole DC crossover. Um, DuckTales. No, I just downloaded all the episodes from this last season because I need to catch up. Oh, my god! But uh, what is it called again? Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I'm just excited for how intense they're going into it, like bringing old, the old Robin back from, like, the Adam West yeah. TV yeah. show to, like, be in this and all the different Supermans and bringing different shows from different networks to yeah. all be part of well, this. Well, the CW and WB or whatever, I know they're one of the same, but they did, um, they take such care in their casting and their story development and everything that they do with these DC shows and it's, and it's, I think it's obvious, you know, that I mean, they, they seem to keep messing up the movies, so like, yeah. I feel like they're <laughs> they, they had to do something right. Throwing more money into trying to get people to stay with the TV shows. As your friend Will <laughs> yeah. really wanted to point out to anybody who was working the TV <laughs> well, booth about how their show, their movies suck. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't you drop out of the panels two years in a row? Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Like, panels? Like, yikes. I know he. It was it was pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, now the <laughs> DC stuff has moved to Ballroom Twenty, the smaller yeah area. But it's fine. I like it because then I can actually get into it, no problem, without being stressed out. Yeah, I definitely like Arrow. One someone a fan maybe that asked the question or stood up there or whatever said something about how like there wouldn't be superhero shows without Arrow mm-hmm. and like that really resonated with me because it really is like I remember when the CW was it the CW it had to have been the CW at that point mm-hmm. but like announced that they were coming out with it and I was just like 
oh my god, like that looks so stupid. I liked how when he said that on stage too, he's like, I mean, you know, besides Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. But even Smallville wasn't superhero, it was backstory, really. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? It was it was it was Clark Kent before he was Superman. Every single movie that comes out from DC or Marvel is like an origin story. I yeah, mean, but Spider-Man, you're gonna leave Wonder like, Woman alone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but I'm just saying no because in like throughout the entirety of Smallville, he doesn't fight as Superman. Yes, he does in the very, very last, last episode. exactly. But so like that is true origin. It was you know these shows that are here now: Supergirl's fighting as Supergirl, Arrow's fighting as Arrow, Flash is fighting as Flash. Like yeah, these are these are origin, but they are also actual how long characters. Did it take for superhero to get shows. The green costume going off the island. Not and nine crap. seasons. I know, but okay. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> but still, everything is an origin story nowadays. Agreed. Except for the Brandon Roth Superman, where they just kind of brought him in, like, or five years later. No, that was the Henry Cavill, Cavill one. Yeah. Bet, yeah. Sorry, we could talk about this stuff all... They didn't have to do all the origin stuff. Which one was that in? I don't know. I don't remember. And then it's just, like, five years later, and he's, like, in it, and he's, he's already I Superman. I really hate time jumps. I'm just going to say it. In shows. It- I just think they're a cop out. Like Lost. <laughs> I never even finished Lost because I've I never so watched frustrated. one episode of Lost. I heard like I, I do want to finish it eventually. That used to be big it, at Comic Con for a while. Yeah. They had they had panels of, for Lost. Well, I think everybody was so pissed on Arrow with them keep going back and forth from the island. But yeah. then in this freaking last season or two, they're going ahead in, in time. time to the future. But that's flashbacks and flash forwards are all have always been a thing in yeah. on C on CW especially. It's like yeah. in everything, even what is that show? This is us that you yeah. watch doesn't Jane have the Virgin, flash, like yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, things show like does that. that. But yeah. my thing is the time jumps. Like unless yeah. it's like really validated. Like I guess I would say so. Like Jane the Virgin, mm-hmm. like that made a little. More sense, yeah. Because they have a child that they yeah. need to age appropriately. Yeah. I think, like, going, if it's, like, a high a show about high schoolers, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Riverdale does it. Because yeah. Because they did it with One Tree Hill. Yeah. Not to mention they're all aging. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, they don't look like they're 16 years old anymore. I know. You know? So, but just in general, like, the time jumps, I just feel like drive me crazy. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah, well, what about Barry and the Flash going back and forth through time? Well, that makes a little bit more sense because he can time travel. <laughs> time travel totally makes sense. <laughs> it does. doesn't confuse anybody. No. No. Like, that's the whole good, in-game time travel, who knows what happened. <laughs> that's a good way to explain something off that you can't figure out a way to. That's uh, what I'm saying. Usually, this, usually it's lazy writing. We have this loop that we can't explain. Um, you time know what? Up. This guy went back in time and changed that thing. It's no longer canon. Well, what panel was it in where it's like, well, you know, and if I die, you know, it's definitely I'm dead forever because no one ever comes back in any type of comic con or comic yeah. book thing ever. You know, yeah. it's like that's so true. It's like if you if you're a character and you die in one of these shows, like the likelihood of you coming back to life is so high. Like, look at Sarah. <laughs> from Arrow, how many times has she died? Laurel dying and then like coming back as Laurel from another Earth, like things like that. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you just can always come back. <laughs> well, as far as movies though, I um, I was actually looking forward to some big news at Comic Con that never happened. Oh. And uh, Todd McFarlane was there, and there was a Spawn oh, panel, Spawn. and there was no Spawn movie news. Yeah. 
Where is my Spawn movie trailer? Well, okay, so no one knows what Spawn is because no one's read the comics. Well, maybe there. I shouldn't say no one, but our group of friends. So, I mean, this one there, Jamie. Is this is this Fox? podcast just for your, only your small group of friends? <laughs> this, yeah. this podcast is going out to ten people <laughs> that we personally that know that no one else will ever hear it. <laughs> well, no. But I'm just saying, I feel like Spawn is a lesser-known character. That's why it's hard for him to gain the traction to actually get the movie that you apparently believe that he solely deserves. He does deserve it. <laughs> I mean, Jamie Foxx is what about that? Spawn, we so. watched that one, that uh, fan-filmed one. That was pretty cool. That one was legit. Yeah. What? It's on YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to watch it later. No, we're not. Mm-mm. No, I have to pack. <laughs> um... I what are you looking forward to, Victoria? I'm not looking forward to all the shows that I have to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a list for you. <laughs> I do have a list. It's just mainly a lot of catching up on shows. Yeah. I'm really excited for the new season of Veronica Mars, even though they dropped it all at one time, which annoys me. Yeah. It annoys me, but it doesn't, because it's nice when you can binge stuff like that. But it's also overwhelming. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. also like, we've been waiting how long? Like, mm-hmm. you gave us... A mediocre movie, and now yeah, you're me <laughs> very mediocre. season. But you know how they were—they weren't supposed to release that for a while, and then it was supposed to be week to week. I know Kristen yeah, Bell. Yeah, they're yeah, supposed to release met it with Hulu. on Friday. And yeah. then yeah, Kristen Bell was like, "Hey Hulu, like, do I have the poll to like just say, hey, release the whole season today during Comic Con?" And she was like, "I didn't even know I had that kind of power." And then they did Kristen it. Kristen Bell me. can do whatever she wants. I mean, things. seriously though, especially because she's Anna, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am looking forward to starting the Orville. Yeah. The last season of Lucifer. It definitely. I don't watch Lucifer, but it moved to Netflix, right? Yeah. It? Yeah, it's did really they, like, good. Save it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really excited for the new Thor movie because my girl Natalie Portman's gonna be a female Thor which is crazy but I was watching something about how like he might be kind of like a back not background character because it's obviously his movie but like if Natalie Portman's like I don't know how. I'm very I'm very interested in how they work that and whole storyline out, especially because she was already in it. So I'm just... As Jane, I think she is Jane. That I know. That is going to become female Thor. I, I have know. those comics if you want to catch up. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then once her face became the king, the queen of Asgard. Digital. Um, so it's like, who is he? Yeah. Oh, I want to see the new Doctor Strange movie. That I'm excited. It's supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, it's supposed what? to be Marvel's first horror movie. I read that there's like someone, like an actor, who's going to be in it that I did not anticipate being in it. I can't remember who it was. But also that Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. She plays a pretty big role. I love, I love that movie. I heard that they were going to say that it's going to tie into... Toby Maguire's Spider-Man somehow. What? No. I don't know if we need that in the world. I don't know. I saw that on, like, comic book resources or something like that. Like, <laughs> calling out your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name dropping. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just feel like there's so many shows to watch and to catch up on. But I also don't like to watch shows until they get renewed for at least a second season. Yeah, you I do have that issue. I don't like to waste my time. I but there's a lot of good shows that only have one season. Firefly. Name Firefly. Okay, go. I was going to say, we can name Firefly. We yeah. don't know everyone in this room is going to say Firefly. I don't know. There's a few. I don't think there's that many. 
But I definitely think that no matter what, despite all of our bitching about waiting in line, almost not getting into the Supernatural panel, the amount of, you know, not being able to do any of the outside experiences and not being able to breathe on the floor, not only because it's so crowded, but because people crop dust you and smell like B.O., um, it's still we'll it's still go. We still, yeah. we still it's plan still on going every year. It's that we want to be a part of every year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's worth the exhaustion. And it's worth just being yourself around that many other people that are excited about what you are. Yeah. I will say it's like really one of the most inclusive mm-hmm. communities, mm-hmm. I would say, is like. There's people from all over, all shapes and sizes, all whatever. Able-bodied, you know. yeah. non, yeah. It's, and it's just like, and everybody, for the most part, is pretty considerate and like just wants everybody to have a good time as well. Agreed. Um, I, which is impressive that we've been able to keep that that vibe, considering how big it is and how like mainstream nerd it is. You know what I mean? You would you wouldn't think that a you know, 8,000 people who are there to watch the Sons of Anarchy panel in Hall H would be some of the most nicest, most inclusive people in the world, you know? So it's like, it's, I agree with that statement 100%. It's, it's awesome. I love it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 9 out of 10 because there's the one person that really is not going to enjoy it. (laughs) Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's not everybody's cup of tea and I get that. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, if you're not good in crowds, if you don't really have things like shows or if comics yeah. or movies or something that you're super into, like, it's really not the place for you. I, I get it. I think everyone should experience it. Mm-hmm. But if crowds are not your thing and, like, big fans. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just have to put out one statement, though. Like, we love it and we're a part of it and we're always going to be because we are here in San Diego. Oh, that too. Yeah, that and makes a difference. It's it's so hard to get tickets now to the event, mm-hmm. to get passes for mm-hmm. multiple days even. Yeah. That coming from somewhere else, another state, another country, it's it's hard to schedule that out, to plan it out, to be there for those days. Mm-hmm. So but make it do it anyways yeah but they make it happen they yeah. want to be here for that it's still something that they want to be a part of and you hear people all every year like this is my 15th comic con well I've like, met so we well. met we met people from Australia that girl in line in the bathroom yeah. she's from Australia there's a couple of people you know it's just like it's wild how many international folks we get and and I think that we take advantage of it you know what I mean and which we, we should but we also kind of take it for granted not realizing how how amazing it actually is and how fortunate we are to actually get to experience this. And I will say, I mean, living in San Diego for my entire life, like, there's so many people that are like, I've lived here and I've never been to Comic-Con, and my response to that is, it's really not that hard to go. Mm -hmm. Like, they, yes, they only have a certain number of badges that they sell, but, and then, although it's not advisable. Where there's a will, there's a way. You can make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um... And I just definitely, it, even if you can't, like, go as, like, an attendee, but, like, volunteer to at least, like, get mm-hmm. an experience in that way, I think that that's always something that people can try if they're not super sure that they want to be Me and Jim have ended up with extra passes a couple of years, so, yeah. and the, we always try to give them to people, you know, that never been able to go, but want to go. Yeah. Um, you know. I know, and Matthew is so grateful. Well, <laughs> shout out to like Matthew. $400. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he um, enjoyed it. 
But yeah, I really like going every year. Want to keep going as long as it doesn't get too crazy. Yeah. Um, I definitely think I feel like this year was super successful because I didn't really have anything that I was like I absolutely have to do, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like that took the pressure off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I really wanted to do Supernatural and Riverdale. Like that was what I was really had my heart set on. But yeah. if we didn't, like, I feel like I still would have had a successful. Yeah, I would have cried if we wouldn't have gone into Supernatural. I think. Yeah. I really wanted to go to Star Trek, but that didn't happen. Yeah. But you know what? I think that I do think that, that that always helps when you have like lower expectations or you're just like more you go with the flow. It's you're less likely to be disappointed, mm-hmm. and it's also you. I feel like you're almost more likely to get to do the things that you actually want to do, anyways. You know, so sure. we got to spend more time on the floor than we ever did, and we got to walk around and look at all the cosplayers. It was it was awesome. It was a, it was a good con. Um, I'm I'm down to keep on going. All hail Comic Con. All hail Comic Con. Hail Hydra. That's my only religion. (laughs)